Welcome back or welcome to the Educated Food Podcast. I am one half of the Educated Food. This is Dr. J. And I'm your other half, Jarrell. Welcome back, everyone, to another week. Welcome back. We appreciate all of our listeners, all of our new listeners, and all of our future listeners. So, like I say every week, continue to like us, follow us, share us out. Uh, follow us on our social media accounts. We're on Instagram, educated underscore full podcast. Um, and yeah, man, we can let's keep growing this educated full empire as we are marching along here. Um, trying to bring y'all dope content. And like we do every week, let's check in. How are you doing, my man? Hey, man. Um, I'm doing well. Like, coming off a great birthday week, we did a lot of stuff. I'm super tired and ready to just lay down and uh, lay my burdens low, for real. Like, I'm just tired. Uh, we got one more birthday event coming up this weekend. Um, I know, right? I know. We be partying, boy. Um, so we, we we doing this cabin thing this weekend, which is going to be a lot of fun. So I'm excited. Leaving tomorrow to do that. Um, but you know, like I said, like I tell everybody, like this, what happens when you ain't got kids, Hey, (laughs) when you got no kids in the house, you ain't got to worry about it. Like you just leave it, lock it up, shut it down. (laughs) I mean, yeah, that's what we used to do. (laughs) Uh I used to wake up on weekends and just be like, Hey, I don't want to be here this weekend. Let's go somewhere. (laughs) Um, and we have the same spirit to do that, but when we think about all the things that entails to just do that, we like, nah, we'll just stay at the house. Let's go to the park around the corner or something. So, yeah, I feel you. I yeah, feel how you. about you, man? How are you doing? Um, I'm doing good. I don't really have anything really going on, either good or bad. I'm just living. <laughs> um, so I'm good. I mean, I don't really yeah. have. No real updates. It's the same old, same old with me, you know, raising, yeah. raising the kids, trying to keep my wife happy. <laughs> um, and, For sure. You know, managing, That's a full-time job. Manage a family. It definitely is. It, it's, it, it, it changes and it grows. Um, you know, it's just one of those things where you always have to um, please your partner. Like you always have to do those things. Um, you can't right. get complacent and, you don't want to get to a place where you, you know, take your partner for granted and they're just there. Um, yeah. then that leads to not feeling like wanted, right? Cause you're no longer chasing, you're no longer doing all the wooing. Um, you're just going by your day to day. So I try to find my spots and my moments, um, whether that's, you know, just buying flowers on a whim, um, or just telling her, yo, go take a, go take a long shower. I got the girls. Right. So just trying to do those things to, to make her still feel loved and validated as she's, you know, raising the girls while I'm at work. So it's just a hell of a job. It's one of the toughest jobs in the world. So, you know. Yeah. Shout out to your wife, man. I mean, I, I can't imagine that is definitely a full-time job. And it, that it's funny that you say that because I once saw on the internet and I'm not one of those people who like takes a lot of wisdom from the internet often because I, you know, sometimes call it wisdom, D-U-M-B. But what I will say is one of the things that I saw on the internet, uh, there was a couple who was interviewed. They were together for over 60 years, right? And they said one of the keys to their success in their marriage was that, you know, they constantly date each other. So they go out on dates all the time. And even if it's not something that costs money, like they'll still just go for a walk in the park, right? Or they'll go for ice cream or they'll randomly sit and watch something that the other person wouldn't watch with the other person. And that is a date for them. And so I I feel you when you say like, it is constant dating. It is. I'm not married myself and I'm still trying to learn what marriage looks like. And so that's definitely helpful to hear you say that, that, you know, you're, you're constantly trying to you know, build upon what you've already built upon and keep the fire going because that's important for sure. I mean, you have to. I mean, yeah. if if don't, then y'all get stagnant with each other and then y'all start looking other places, right? For for what you're not being validated or what you're not getting at home. Um yeah. so it is it is doing that and, and having open dialogue and conversations about it. Like when when you don't feel like, you know, that your partner is giving you that, you know, letting them know. 
um, early on in, you know, this pregnancy or, you know, when the new baby was here, we were just through the day to day getting through it. And, you know, my wife told me, like, I don't feel like you want me right now. Like, you don't want me anymore. Right. Like we're just going day to day. You're not as affectionate as you used to be. Like, and obviously you don't want to hear that. Right. Like, wait, but I need to hear that. Right. It, It gets me back into the moment of like, all right, let me check myself. Right. We are just living. We're going day to day. So let me validate you and show you how much you still are the number one woman in my life and how much I love you and how much, you know, I cherish you. So let me do those things, whether that's just giving her a hug from time to time. Right. Like little things. I think sometimes I will speak from a hetero man standpoint. We feel like we show love by by money and providing things like that's kind of how I was raised. Right. To be the provider. So you can go out and buy anything you want. Like I tell her, we got that. We got Target money, so anything in Target, just throw it in the bag. <laughs> like, the bag. Don't, you don't have to check tags at Target. Like anything, right? Anything in Target, I guarantee I got you. Like I can, I can do that, right? Red, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> it ain't always about that, right? It ain't always about what yeah. I can provide. That so. It is about those little moments. It is telling her she's beautiful when she doesn't feel like she is. So doing those things, um, and you have to do it constantly. If not, man, you will see. It, you'll see your relationship start to fall apart. The communication starts to fall apart. Um, and then you start, you know, drifting apart from each other. And that's the last thing I want. That's for real. And it's funny that you mentioned that because remember last episode, Jeff implored that I watch. There's no I in threesome. So I did watch <laughs> it. Man, 20 minutes in, I was like, what the hell does Jeff have me watch? <laughs> I was like, what is this? Like, wait, so you're dating her, him, her, him, and her again. And then she's dating you, him, her, them. I'm like, I can't keep up. And so I, I literally had a drawing where I was like, okay, so she's she got Tom, and then Tom got her, and then she got some girl that she was just kissing, and then he has... The guy that he just went on a date with that only lasted 15 minutes because he was awkward as hell and recording their date, but then Mm -hmm. they're going on dates, but then they're engaged. And then the friends are questioning, well, why are y'all going on dates with people that you might want to last if y'all are engaged? I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. It was a lot. This ain't a threesome. This is like super polyamorous. (laughs) Big love, sister wives type, non-heteronormative stuff. It was a lot, man. It was a lot. I mean, it starts with them skinny dipping in a pool, like just jumping down into a pool, butt naked. I'm like, why am I saying, why am I saying flesh? Why am I saying butt cheeks? Why am I saying butt cheeks? The cool part about that, like... She didn't even do it. <laughs> that should have been a sign, dog. Like, <laughs> yes, I was like, "Bruh, that should have been a sign to you that she was not in it as you were in it because she let you jump about thirty feet down into this pool, butt fast naked by yourself." Solo. She was like, "I ain't doing that shit." <laughs> I was like, "Bruh, this is too much." In the first five minutes, it's the first five minutes. They're like getting butt naked. You seeing butt cheeks first five minutes and they jumping into the pool. I'm like, well, he's jumping into the pool by himself. And like, she's having sex with the dude, Tom. Well, she's had, no, not even Tom. It was some other dude first that she was having sex with. But then he was on the, uh, on, on the zoom chat or the video. I don't want to say zoom. I don't want to put zoom in that, but mm-hmm. <laughs> he was on some kind of recording, uh, or, or some kind of live feed watching them have sex. And then when she walks out the room, he starts talking to the dude like, hey, what do you do? And the dude's like, excuse me, just be quiet. <laughs> yeah, because they they start off by saying they're like swingers, right? That's That was like their thing. So I don't know. It was it was a weird doc, but it's one of those things when you home alone, it popped up on my HBO Max feed and I was like, sure, let's, confusion. let's watch this. And I said... This is a scam that Dr. Jeff set up to come at me with the bullshit. (laughs) And and, I mean, the whole time you're watching it, you're like, 
I want to turn it off, but it's like a tr- you're watching a train wreck. Yeah. So it's just like, I'm just going to keep watching this. <laughs> and the more you, you go through it, the more you see this woman falling in love with the other guy. And you're like, oh, no, don't mm-hmm. do it. Yep. He's everything you're not. And she likes that. Yeah. Oh, it's the opposite oh. of track thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which reminds me of one of my favorite jokes from one of my favorite comedians, Ali Sadiq. Uh-huh. It's a great comedian, but he was like, he don't believe in opposites attract. He's like, because what what don't work together, filthy and clean, like <laughs> a filthy person right. and a clean person, like those don't attract. And he was like, because I'm going to end up beating you up in this house. Like, I don't leave dishes in the sink. Um, like, I, I don't do that overnight. Who runs dishwasher then goes to sleep? Like, I don't, I don't do that. So, okay. but yeah, man. Uh, there's no iron threesome. If y'all want to oh lose what, like an hour and a half of your life, mm-hmm. go ahead and give it a go. <laughs> and if you are not scared to see butt cheeks in the first five minutes, because you're gonna see a lot of them, I'm like, oh my god, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of like fast forward that part. Yeah, I'm like, I don't really understand this. Let's get to what this is about. And then I saw and then I rewind because I was like, wait, did she jump? And I was like, no, nope. she didn't jump. She's standing at the top while she, and recording him while he in the pool looking at her simple. And I'm like, you simpleton. This should have told you everything you need to know right there. And I, I think honestly, I think they put that in there for like, oh, at the beginning to like a prelude, right? To like what you're right. about to see. Like here's like how this relationship kind of falls apart and it's really not a thing. Because right. one, I can't get my wife up there, so we won't even be in that predicament. <laughs> like, but if I did, she'll jump with me, right? Like this is what we agreed to do. Like we agreed yeah. to go up on this platform. So they're they're at a they're at a swimming pool. They're on a plat- platform diving board. And they're at the, yeah. the highest height of this platform diving board. And they're supposed to jump off together. And as we've been saying, she doesn't jump with them. He jumps solo. And then at the end of the documentary, she's left him, right? So it, it really shows you, like, are you really with me? And I think that's a very easy sign for someone to be like, we both were scared. Like, we both were, like, I wasn't this adventurous person who forced you up here. We both did this to conquer a fear, and you left me alone. Right. Um, I mean, so while it's crazy, it has those moments where it it has you think and reflect on, like, what am I doing? Like, but like, that's a common, like, literary and cinematic device. Right. Like they'll start Mm -hmm. at the end or they'll give you nuggets of something that preludes to something else happening throughout the yeah that makes yeah. sense that makes total sense yeah. why they started there and yeah. that that was sad no. <laughs> that was sad <laughs> but uh like i said y'all want to throw away some time go ahead and uh go ahead and watch that one um like i said all i do is watch like documentaries so i see a documentary i'm gonna give it a go right and I guess we transition to giving things a go or letting things go. There, there's something that I saw this week that I can't shake. And I'm mad at myself for giving it the 15 seconds that I did. Tessica Brown. If y'all don't know who Tessica Brown is. My head don't move. <laughs> it's the Gorilla Glue woman. And I hate when people call her a girl. I really do. Like, I hate when I say Gorilla Glue Girl. Tessica Brown is 40 years old. 40. She ain't been a girl for a long time. That is a grown-ass woman. But anyway, this week, while I'm perusing through social media, I see that she's dropped a song. I'm Mm. like, of course. I'm shocked it took her this long. Like, I really am. Like, I will give her credit for not like just holding on to this 15, like from that moment where she glued her hair and just like kept it straight. She she took a break. She went away for a little bit, 
Y'all didn't see her. Y'all didn't hear about her. Then she dropped this terrible ass song, like terrible. garbage song about this whole scenario of her gluing her hair together. And I need you to stop. Like I need you to stop. Please. I don't Please. know who is in your circle. Maybe you need friends like me. Every friend that I know who's tried to rap, even my little brother, I'm like, yo, no, you trash. Like y'all, y'all need to start telling the people you love who are trying to pursue this music thing. If they trash, you trash. Go get a job. I bet. I bet it was her. It, I bet it was her cousin that was washing her air, hair out that pumped her head up about this. Like, girl, you know, you can rap. You can do this. You can make some money off this. No, 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 no. You, no. I want my fifteen seconds back. Please. I want my fifteen seconds back. Like, stop. Just stop. Like, go back and disappear. Disappear. And it's so funny because she said on her social media that she reached out to Nicki Minaj's camp and they (laughs) ignored her. (laughs) This goes back to what I said a while ago, right? Uh, In a few episodes about, like, some of y'all don't know y'all worth. Like, y'all don't really know who y'all are. Y'all be over like i always say shoot your shot but there's some shots where you need to know like yo i can't shoot that shot like steph curry wouldn't even hit this shot like we need to chill you reached like what gave you the audacity to be like i have no music out nothing out there but because i'm gorilla woman Nicki minaj camp is going to answer to me and give me 16 bars can you even afford 16 bars from Nicki Minaj? Like, I can't imagine how much Nicki charges for 16 bars. I know Stop you had to go fund me. Is you using all your GoFund money to pay for this verse from Nicki? If she would have responded? Like, social media. Y'all have made so many people famous for no reason at all. For no reason at all. And yes, you can call it hating because someone make a ton of money for being talentless. 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 Koi Lorray. I'll put it out there. Koi Lorray, yeah. you're talentless. My you know who else go best friends. No, sit down. Shush, shush, shush. That leads me to another thing to get rid of. Mm-hmm. Rap genius. <laughs> <laughs> Rap genius. Send him. Go ahead. Because when y'all first came about, I thought y'all were doing good for the community. You were explaining, you know, certain verses that may have went over people's head. But I believe last week, y'all had that little girl on there to talk about the Twin in Them song. And had her reading her lyrics as if they were so thought-provoking and hard to understand or hear. Stop that shit. <laughs> like, please stop it. And she was dead serious, like, dead ass serious about it. Like, what? Rap Genius, stop. Stop giving these non. I, y'all should know. Ain't she Benzino's daughter? Yes, she is. Y'all should know. It runs in the family. None of them, they, they don't have any right. musical talent. They don't have any right. musical Why? Why, 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 why? And she right. she literally, she really thought like explaining twinning them was like, this is over y'all head. This is over y'all head. So I need to be a rap genius to explain I this. I think first. the only rap genius I ever, and, and I'll just put myself out there. I think the only rap genius I ever enjoyed was the one with Pop Smoke. And I enjoyed Pop Smoke as an artist. I also enjoyed uh, looking at Pop Smoke myself. <laughs> so <laughs> that was the only one I actually appreciated. <laughs> Everything else, no. <laughs> because they, they put these people on who is like, there's no meaning to your lyrics at all. You're just rhyming things together. Yeah. There, there aren't similes or alliterations or it's none of those. Y'all are just rhyming things to rhyme things. So I don't need you on Rap Genius to explain that to me because you're not a genius. Like, you're not no. a rap genius. You're terrible. It's not. Nikki had a decent one, though. Her, her Rap Genius was, was, was okay. It was decent. But, yeah. 
Koi Lare, you are not Nicki Minaj or 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 Cardi or uh, Hell. Give us a F list rapper, and you're still not that person. <laughs> Look, like like Roland Ray said, uh, I went to hell. I, I I went to sleep and woke up, and they still still said you're not that girl. <laughs> I just don't I don't I don't get it anymore and I know I can be the old man right like back in my day music and I I don't do that because there's definitely artists back in our day who um weren't good or didn't talk about anything like one of the one of my favorite songs is by Das FX right but if you actually listen to the lyrics they're saying nothing like they're saying absolutely nothing throughout that whole song like they're making noises, like it's no lyrics, but it's a great song. So I'm not saying that to, for that. It's just that y'all terrible. Like that's mm-hmm. not all their songs. All their songs aren't like that. That was one yeah. song. <laughs> Funny enough, that if if it's the song that I think it, it, it is it uh that's effects uh they want the effects. Yep, the live effect. Yeah. So I actually thought so. This came out when we were younger. I actually thought they said they want them checks, like welfare checks. <laughs> I'm envisioning like people at the welfare office, like they want them checks. They're live and checks. <laughs> like they want to live with the checks because they need their welfare checks. Like if y'all, so go listen to, if y'all haven't heard, they want FX. Go ahead and yeah. listen to it. They it's aren't about talking enough. about anything. Like <laughs> they go bum, stickity, bum, 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 bum. Yeah. Like that is, what is that? <laughs> what are you talking about here? And we loved so, it. And we loved it, right? So it's it's not that, but that twin in them is just I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. I'd rather I'll listen to my waistbone connected to my hip bone, my hip bones connected to my thigh bone. Like, hey, you can give me that all day over twin in them. I'm just saying. So terrible, terrible. <laughs> who you got this week, man? <sighs> So, on a on a heavier note, Jeslaine Maxwell getting her all the way up out the paint, like cancel her, cancel the fuck out of her. Jeslaine Maxwell was is, is notable for being complicit in the Jeffrey Epstein case, and what she did was she has been indicted for selecting, grooming, and teaching and training women well not even women girls because these are actual girls right like these are not women these are women well girls beyond below the age of 18 she groomed them into being sex trafficked for jeffrey epstein allegedly okay we got to say allegedly because we, we still going through the court case and we ain't trying to get sued as a podcast but allegedly groomed these young ladies into sex trafficking for Jeffrey Epstein. And as we know, Jeffrey Epstein was the man who was indicted for being a pedophile. He uh, provided young ladies to celebrities. There was also a situation where a young lady, well, a woman now, when she was 14 years old, she says that allegedly Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell took her to Mar-a-Lago where she met former President Trump. And... Former President Trump has already said via his own admission that he loved Jeffrey Epstein. He's a fun guy and he loves beautiful women like he does. And we all know former President Trump has a penchant for younger women. All of his wives were younger than him. By, by some years, like like uh, Melania is, is, is almost the same age as his daughter, if not the same age as his daughter. Right. And so we know that he likes younger women and stuff like that. And so it's not hard to draw the conclusion that this young lady may have been telling the truth. So and this is by, you know, former President Trump's own actions. This isn't me speculating anything. This is just me saying, like, it looks pretty conclusive that, you know, he does enjoy the company of younger women. (laughs) I mean, he even... (laughs) Even said like he'll he'll date or sleep with his own daughter because she was hot. That, like didn't he do that on a Howard Stern show one time where he was like talking about his doctor? And I'm like, yo, you're gross. 
That is gross. That is some back hills, country, ancestral, hills have eyes, disgustingness. <laughs> so I'm going to pose a question. Okay. And it'll be controversial. I'm going to say that now. Okay. Is Jizzling Maxwell a victim herself? That's a great question. So there have been instances where women have said in order for them to enjoy what their imprisonment in sex trafficking or to, you know, be a little bit more comfortable with their station that they have been placed in because they've been sex trafficked themselves, they were instructed to go scout out women and um, and groom women for these men, right? Like they were just the groomers or the fluffers or whatever have you, right? Like these were just the people who didn't have to engage in the practices, but they did have to solicit women to feed to these pedophiles and these sex traffickers and things of that nature. And so they did it because they did not want to be amidst the full horrors of what sex trafficking really is. And so they wanted to enjoy, it's kind of like, it's kind of like uh, I equate it to slaves who were given a bit more station over other slaves who enjoyed a little bit more freedoms than other slaves by, you know, driving other slaves to perform backbreaking tasks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know the correct terminology for these, these individuals. Now, granted, they were still slaves themselves, but they enjoyed a, a higher station than other slaves because they were the ones who, you know, got them to to work and all this other kind of stuff and they kept them in line and things of that nature. I would say for Jelaine Maxwell, that wasn't her situation because Jelaine Maxwell comes from wealth, right? She comes from wealth. She could have been in a situation where she avoided all of that and got out of all that. I think she was in love with Jeffrey Epstein, like they were kind of like life partners. Mm-hmm. That's what I speculate. And so she was doing it for because she loved him. And that to me is not a good reason. Well, none of it is a good reason, but to me, that isn't substantial. That isn't the same thing as being in, being in a situation where you're actually sex trafficked and enjoying a higher station in sex trafficking. Yeah, you know, like... And the reason why I asked, it's because a couple things, right? There is a real connection with those who are abusers having been abused before in their past. Very true. Right. Um, And then there's also the the power dynamic, even though she may come from wealth to keep her status with him and with that circle, um, she could have been somewhat coerced or forced to, you know, carry out these acts, even though she may have not agreed with it. Now there's no, there's nothing that I've seen, heard or read that indicates that, but I just thought it'd be a great question to ask Yeah, uh, because I just finished listening to another podcast, American scandal, and it's on the Monica Lewinsky case. And, you know, during the whole, um, Impeachment trial, the whole scandal, right? She was always seen as, you know, the home record, the the young woman who was just, you know, sexual deviant and all these things who seduced the president or the president. And then later, right, as we became more understanding or got about, you know, sexual assault, uh, quid pro quo and all these other things, sexual harassment, where that image of Monica Lewinsky started to change a little bit. And you see, like, no, there was a huge power dynamic. And the president of the United States could use that power on this younger woman, right? So that's why it's just something that was just in my, my thought process, just because of listening to that scandal, listening to way more information than I ever knew about it. Because when it happened, it happened in 96, 90, 96 to 98. Right. I was in elementary. Like, I wasn't... Okay. And then you hear about it early 
as you're older, but once again, you don't really pay no attention to those things or listen to those things. It's just not really, you know, it's not in your circles. That's not what we're talking about. Right. So it's something that I thought about as, you know, as this case is coming on um, and there's more and more documentaries about her, which I haven't seen any. They're all my to do's. It just I just thought it'd be a great question and something to think about. It's what position was she placed in and did she actually have the authority or agency to not go scout for these young women? All right. Got it. Yeah, that that is heavy to think about. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I, I'm waiting for the facts of the case to come out and to see how this plays out, because this is a with just Lane Maxwell. There's has always been this ambiguity, right? Like what really was her station and what really was her tie to Jeffrey Epstein and what was she really doing and what was his hold on her to allow her or, 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 or to coerce her to do these things on his behalf? I don't know. And I mean, if I was a lawyer, that'll be that'll definitely be my approach. That'll be my defense, right? It's like, that's a great approach. Yeah. She, was an, she was abused too. Yeah, she was abused too. Yeah, you might see her because she had money, she had wealth, right? And you think she can get out of these things, but I mean, there's very powerful men with like very powerful men, right? We talk about Donald Trump, but there's also Bill Clinton, as we we're talking about Bill Clinton. He was a part and, of that too. Yeah. Right. So there's very powerful men who holds people's lives and careers in their hands. So is it really was it really that easy for her to be like, man, I ain't doing this. These kids, these are kids. Or it's like, I'm trapped. Like, I'm trapped. I don't know what to do. If I do that, my life as I know it could be over. Not like physically here, but you know what I mean? They could make your life difficult because that's why most people don't believe he hung himself. Right. He was he was killed. Right. A lot of people was like he, he was killed because he has too much information on too, too many much people. On too many people. For sure. There's no way we can keep him alive where he'll have to testify potentially. Right. Um, so we got to get rid of him. like. So it's, it's hard from it's not hard, but I do wonder. How much how much was she coerced or if she was coerced at all? That's exactly. just kind of my thought process on it. But because they they presented no evidence of that, yeah, get her about the paint. Because I just I just want her out of here. I'm you sorry. have to. Um, she's on trial for a reason, right? She's on trial for a reason. She did these things, um, and she's been quiet and silent about her reasons why. So it it doesn't lead you to believe that she was coerced in doing any of that. She could have been just a willing participant. She's just another person in that. There's no I in threesome, and that was her role. So exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Shit gets weird. Uh, it, it does. So yeah. No. So yeah. So her, and then also, I hate to say it because so many people love her, and I love her too. Like I, I, I've enjoyed her music over time, but Adele, I am not feeling thirty. <laughs> I am not feeling thirty. I love Mama's Little Baby. Now, that's my song. Like, when I first heard it, I was driving to Baltimore, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is great. Like, this song is wonderful. And then another song comes on, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then it's like, it's another song, cry your heart out. I'm like, mm, I don't like this either. And then <laughs> some other stuff. And I'm like, I don't like none of this. All I love is Mama's Little Baby, and that's it. Adele, I'm not feeling this album. I'm just not feeling it. And... I was listening to the Reed podcast earlier and Crystal was saying the same thing. She was like, you know what? I've enjoyed many of Adele's albums, but I feel like this album is more about her emotion and how her emotion plays outwardly when the rest of her albums were her emotion dealing with stuff that was coming to her inwardly right and so it was her talking about how she you know deals with love and people loving her and all this other kind of stuff like that and now it's sad because this is her truly expressing who she is and you know her her outward emotion and how she feels about things especially you know with her divorce and things of that nature like we i thought we were about to get this bomb album right like when mary be on coke like you know when mary be on coke like she'd be in another stratosphere <laughs> and we'd be like yes go mary go mary how's hell 
Right, but or or Keisha Cole, right? Like when Keisha Cole get her heart broke, like we know she we about to get a a bomb album. Even if y'all think that Keisha be out here selling flesh fish plates and all that kind of stuff like that, which I hate that y'all say because y'all know I love Keisha. But what I will say is she does make a bomb album when her heart's broke and when Mary's on coke, her she makes some great albums. Whitney, same thing. Um, <laughs> but Adele, I'm just not feeling this. I'm not feeling it. So here's the interesting thing about Adele for me. I absolutely love Adele. I do. I do. I don't love any of her albums. Factuals. Factuals. Right? Like, I love Adele. Like, I love her energy. She's hilarious. She's a great performer. Amazing talent, right? Generational talent. Um, But I can't. There's there's not one of her albums where I'm like, yo, this is on repeat for me, right? There might be a song I might think of randomly that I'll play, but like, that's just not it for me. And I love her, right? But I don't love any of her albums. And uh, Bomani Jones, I was listening to his podcast a couple of days ago, and mm-hmm. he summed it up perfectly why he doesn't really, why Adele doesn't really do it for him. He's like, I don't do recreational sadness. <laughs> recreational sadness like he's like yo i don't do recreational come on let's yeah. go get into it he's like, like he, he just don't do recreational sadness i was like yo that perfectly sums up like what <laughs> that that perfectly sums up like for me literally almost every adele track even if it's not sad it sounds sad it does sound sad right like there was a i was going through pandora today and there's some some song god God on you or God with me or something like that. Or a drink wine. Where these supposed to be these like fun songs. And I'm like, yo, this still sounds sad. And it's on 30. Like I listened mm-hmm. to it. I listened to 30 at work and I was like, yo, I can't no, I can't do it. Right? So I love Adele. But I don't love her at the same time because I just don't do her. I just can't do a lot of her songs. A lot of it is is absolutely sad. Yeah. So like, hit, hit us again at thirty five. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you know she's with Rich Paul now, and she might have some some fun days ahead, hanging with Brian and them. So we'll see what Adele is going to give us. But once again, it's the number one album in the world right now, and millions of people love it. Millions of people love it, and Listen. it's just not for me. And that's. Can say that it could not be for you. She hanging with these ball players. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised if Adele's next album is like drunk in this bitch, and I'm showing off these tits. Yeah, hey, come on. I think that's what people thought when she she lost all the weight. She went down to Jamaica. I think people Wait. thought that's thought we the, gonna get some nope. They thought they was gonna get that, and nope. Like even Easy on Me. Like all these songs are slow and sad sounding. Right, so the song I was talking about, oh, oh my God! Right, it's supposed to, like it starts off kind of fast for Adele, and I'm like, yo, this is just hella slow to me and sad. Yeah. I don't really. There's so yeah, no. There's only like one song I could think of that's fast that I love from Adele, and that's like "Send My Love." Like when <laughs> when she's like "Send My Love to Your lo- Lover," like oh, that oh. song, like that song rock, that, that song knocks. Yeah. I don't even know the words. I'll be like, yeah. let, me, let me know. <laughs> like, that song knocks. Other than that, everything else I think of Adele is slow. If you're ready, if you're ready. Listening to, it, listen to Adele when it's raining and you're sad. Like, that's all I think of Yeah, with Adele. That's all. So, I'm not yeah. surprised you don't like it. Like, I don't. Not a fan. I don't know. Why would you? You're not going through a divorce. Like, no. <laughs> And, but that was another thing I wanted to talk about, as you said, right? I can't mm-hmm. remember who, what artist said this. They're like, I know my fans don't appreciate it this way, but my music is for me to get out what I want. I just happen to share it with you, right? So it's not necessarily I'm making this music for you. I'm making the music because this is my therapy. This is how I get it out. So 30 for her may be one of her most personal albums because it's for her, right? It. Now, she put it out to the world because that's also how she make money. But I don't think her creative process was thinking about us. She was thinking about her, getting it out for her. Yeah. Beyonce 
once said that too after she finished you know her project leading up to beyonce right like she was like that that was that was music to satisfy my contract now i'm about to start making music that i actually like to make and so you know beyonce and lemonade was definitely you know it, it was it was idyllic to what beyonce said like this is the music i want to create and so i'm going to start creating this kind of music now luckily for beyonce we actually enjoyed it <laughs> But with Adele, no, I don't, I don't, no. Hit me off again when you're 35, less, less, or, or let's see 37. <laughs> Shit, 42 even, but not 30. Doesn't it mean, ain't doing it for me. <laughs> Beyonce has Sway Lee and everybody writing lyrics, right? Like <laughs> that was that's the vibe she was on. It's, it's, it's different. Like Adele back is different. That's yeah. that's what she's built her career off of. Right. Are those songs? So like, I didn't expect anything different. Uh, but just having to be more personal with that, I don't think most people can connect with unless you've gone through those that level of heartbreak. Right. Where you've broken up your family, you've left your husband, your son is talking to you and telling you of all these feelings. Like, yeah, I listen to that song because that's the song everybody talks about. So you listen to it, I'm like, yo, this song is heavy. It's very heavy. Heavy. Very heavy. But it's the so- it's my favorite song on the album because I don't like none of those. <laughs> Like and this. I don't, I don't have a favorite song. Like I couldn't tell you. Like even though I've listened to that song, all I can remember is just like her talking and her and her son talking. But I don't, I can't remember anything else. Like I don't remember the melody. I don't remember anything. All I know is she's talking and her son is talking, and she's like they're talking through, like how she's feeling and throughout like leaving the family or breaking the family up. You know what was fucked up to me, though? When she started mocking the little boy's speech. <laughs> like, that little boy is super British. <laughs> and she was like, dude. <laughs> like I said, Adele's hilarious, dog. Like, there's so many clips. Like, there's so many clips where she'll be like, I love the clips where she'll be singing and she forget her words. And she'll be like, oh, shit, I forgot the words. Y'all sing it. Like, yeah. <laughs> or like, let's, I missed that note. Let's start over. Like, she is so... One mm. thing that she's always been has been very self-aware. Yeah. And I think, I think that's what that's what makes me truly, you know, appreciate Adele for the talent that she is right, and what right. she brings. Um, not for necessarily sure. for the actual product. Because it's just too sad for me. Like I just can't do it. Yeah. Like which is interesting because I love Sam Smith and Sam Smith is sad all the damn time too. I know you don't like Sam Smith because he said that thing about not- Michael Jackson. So no. I know, I know you're you're not on the Sam Smith. Not, but he's a Todd call to me. Get them both out here. <laughs> the queer community does not need either one of y'all. Nope. Bye. We ain't Sam, asked for y'all. Drop, keep keep dropping those songs for me. Oh, okay. Uh, because there was there was a one point in time where Sam was like, I can't remember what year it was. I think it's when Moby won the Grammy and people were mad because Beyonce didn't win it. And I was like. But low key, Sam Smith had the better album that year. <laughs> like, just saying. I have nothing nice to say. I know you don't. I know. <laughs> so, Ed Sheeran, how about Ed? I don't know why we saying in Europe. Ed Sheeran, you Ed Sheeran guy? I like Ed Sheeran. I think Ed Sheeran could could look better. <laughs> um, and and not just physically, right? Like, dress yourself up a little bit. Like, don't look like you just rolled out of bed. Sometimes, I like Ed Sheeran. I mean that's the thing. That's that's what his fan base love. They love the grungy look. Like I'm the grungy guy. No. He like just did some robotussing and like got out of bed. Like, no. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with this man. <laughs> always look like he in pajamas. No. Hilarious. Hilarious. So okay. we didn't got a couple people about the paint. Yes. You wanna head to ask a fool segment? Yeah, because this was deep. I liked it. I liked it a lot. So, listeners, you can always send the fools a question. Yes. And we will respond to it here on the podcast. So, a listener wanted to know what we thought about this thing that is going on in her relationship. So, here it is. She's been dating her boyfriend for seven months. They've been together seven months. Uh, 
just recently, she stumbled upon a habit of his. And she wants to know how to address this habit. Or not really address it, but is this habit something that she should learn to deal with? Or is it something they should break up over? Like, that's where she's at with this. Like, can I work with it? Or should I leave? Because we just, it's just different for me. The habit this guy has is, according to her, allegedly, because I don't have his side of the story. So we're going to say allegedly. Allegedly, he watches porn every day. Every day. And how does she how does she figure it was every day? She was like, they share the they share a laptop at times. So she was like going through a history. She wasn't searching for anything in particular. She just happened to be going through the history. For what that's worth. <laughs> and she was like, yo, the amount of links to porn was crazy. Like crazy amount of links. That was <clears throat> excuse me, that was like our first sign. What's the history? And then she happened to come home a little bit early from work. And when she came home early from work, he was in the middle of, you know, taking care of himself. <laughs> Eating off? Oh, you won't say it, but I will. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, I can tell you that one. I left that one out for the, for for your live reaction. I wanted your live reaction for that one. Wow! She got home a little early. Okay, little so early. he wasn't like like he wasn't being audacious with it. Like I'm gonna do this anyway. Like he was like, no, he was like, I got. She don't get home till five. Let me get it. Let me get this in real quick. And she got home at four forty five or something, and okay. caught him in the act. And that's what really prompted her to reach out and be like, yo. <laughs> so we, we, I asked a couple questions because this is where my mind was at, right? Was one, is watching porn every day excessive? Like, is, is there a such thing as too much porn like in your life? Like, is there a such thing? So we, we threw that question to, to our followers. Once again, educate underscore food podcast on Instagram. Follow us. Hey. So we got some responses. And most of the answers are kind of where I'm with it. It's what is the purpose of your viewing, right? That's right. one. And what are you? Like that for me, I'm always, I always want to know, like, what is it that you're viewing? Right. Cause one person was like, there's bad porn out there and there's good porn. And I imagine when they say like bad porn, I imagine it's just things that like you may not be into, right? Like I'm not into women dressing up as little girls and looking like little girls. Like I'm not into that. Right. Right. That's, that's bad porn to me. Pedophilia. Right. Pedophilia. Right. Or <laughs> I'm not into spitting in each other's mouth and saying, like I'm not into that no <laughs> yo this would have been great to do live because your facial expressions bro I, I, I won't incriminate myself by any means <laughs> we can, but, we can disagree on things <laughs> yeah but then again so it's, it's what you're watching right and what is your purpose for it right um, that was one that I thought about two is it, I feel it becomes bad in today's age, and I'm judging here. People know I have a thing about OnlyFans. Like, I do. And my thing is, I don't understand why y'all paying all this money for porn when it's fucking free. <laughs> like, it is so much free porn out in the world. So, for me... Is he paying for it? Was a is a question I I would like to know, right? Because I feel like if if it gets to that point, then it's a problem. Absolutely. Then I think you have a true addiction um, to to this, and what is it that you're trying to satisfy, right? So for her, she feels like because it's an issue for her because she don't feel like she's satisfying him. If he has to watch porn every day, and she comes home and like you couldn't wait, like I get home in fifteen minutes. You couldn't wait the 15 minutes for me to come home to have sex with me. 
you're watching porn, taking care of yourself, right? So like, that's where it could be an issue, I feel, in your relationship, right? If the porn is replacing you as satisfaction. Absolutely. Yeah. That was the first question. We got more, but I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Jarrell hop in with his thoughts because I see I see it working. I, I see it working all in your head there. Well, no, I agree with you. Like it 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 all depends on like what you're what you're viewing, right? Like, is it something that is what we could consider porn that you should be watching, right? Like, um, like if you're watching women dressed up as children or like children or or teenage porn, like that's that's pedophilia okay and so you you might have um some you 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 might have some pedophilic tendencies okay that that's that's you the second thing like you said is why are you doing this right like is this something that you are doing in place of your partner like are you not satisfied with your partner like what's happening and so you need to take a a, a mental note and and check yourself as to you know what is the reason why I'm watching this porn and why am I satisfying myself? Now, it could also be that this person is into uh, autoerotica, right? Like they're into pleasuring themselves and not the actual act of sex with someone else. Like that could be something that is a thing too. But if that is something that is a thing, then you need to understand that about yourself and you need to allow your partner to understand that too and get in on that. And then if the porn is replacing your intimacy with your partner, then I can see where she is saying like, look, okay, that this is cheating me out of my sexual experience with you. Now, on the flip side, what I will say is I don't think that all, that that porn is bad. Uh, I think that porn can teach you. Um, it, it is it is it can definitely teach you some things about sex and sexuality, things of that nature. Um, I don't agree that it causes you to have unrealistic expectations of sex because uh, again, I, th- I think that it can teach you a lot about sex. Now, there are some people who do have unrealistic expectations of sex, right? Like people who are into like snuff and stuff like that. Like if you're with someone who is not into that kind of stuff, then, and, and, and by snuff, I mean like snuff films, like, you know, people uh, asphyxiating other people with things like pillows and plastic wrap and stuff like that. Um, snuff that leads to danger snuff or dark snuff, like shooting people and uh, presuming uh, a murder. That's that's pretty dangerous. Okay. Um, that's pretty dangerous. That assumes loss of life. So yeah, you don't want to get in that, but I, I don't inherently think that all porn is bad and that it causes a person to be in a space where they assume that this is normal because some, some sex that you do see on porn is very normal. It just depends on what you're watching. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, it also depends on your level of freakiness, if it's normal or not. Yeah. (laughs) You need to communicate your sexual desires with your partner. Like, it's okay for you to say, look, I want it like this. I need it like this. Or I want to have you pleasure me like this. It is nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with, you know, having those conversations with your partner and saying those types of things, because that's what makes that takes intimacy to a whole nother level. You know what I'm saying? And some people are so scared to have those conversations with their partner to the point where they're not enjoying sex. Like there are, you know, I, I see it a lot with women and it's not just women, but I see it a lot with women when they're like, well, my partner just isn't pleasing me the way I want him to please me. Well, tell him. And then there are some people who are like, well, I expect him to know like he's a grown man and he should know. And he's had other sexual partners, but in his defense, he may have only been, you know, in situations where he was out to get his and he wasn't truly invested in those partners in the same way that he's invested in you. And he really wants to know how to please you. And so it may be up to you to teach him like, look, this is how I like it. And all people are different. You know, how one person, how one partner like to be pleasured may not be how another partner of yours likes to be pleasured. And so you might be doing the same things that you did with someone else with your other, with your new partner. And that's just not working for them. You know, f- have those conversations, explore, find ways. You definitely have to have those conversations, right? Because yes. sex is a mutually beneficial <laughs> experience. Yeah. Like, 
we both should be getting something out of this, right? Like this is what it's for. This is a a mutual beneficial thing, as I stated. So not having those conversations, all you're doing, and I mean, I could take it even deeper outside of sex, even in your relationship, all you're doing, it's you're not satisfying yourself. Right. Like, then what are you doing it for? Like, what is your purpose to doing this? Right. And it's really interesting because I remember I was talking about the Monica Lewinsky thing earlier and they never like she never had sex with the president. The president never did anything to her other than rub her breast. She always gave him head. Yeah. So that relationship wasn't mutually beneficial. She was always doing the pleasing. Now, I know for some women, they say like that pleases them. To, to please and see the satisfaction of the partner. So if that's it for you, then okay, it's a different conversation there. But in this realm of thing, if you're the only one always doing the pleasing and you're never pleased, there's something wrong there. There's, a, there's the balance is off, right? So in this situation, it's definitely need to have that conversation. Figure out what is it, why, what, what is it that satisfy him watching porn? Like what is that? And have a real conversation about that. And if that expectation that you have of his porn viewing doesn't match yours, then maybe it's time to have that conversation about moving on. Exactly. Right? And is that porn watching setting up unrealistic expectations? I, I feel in some with some dudes, it does set up unrealistic expectations. Like it does. Um, because they, they hear the faint moaning or they girl is swallowing or doing something like that and you expect your woman to do that and she's like no i'm not doing that well so and so dog you're watching they're entertaining you like this is all entertainment right like it is right so like having those conversations and setting up and seeing what his expectations are letting him know that you're uncomfortable with it and why it makes you uncomfortable and y'all have a conversation about that um that's the only way I think you can resolve it and get to the point to say if this is something you should leave him over or not. Yeah. Like you can't make that decision in a vacuum. Yeah, like it has to be a conver- it has to be a conversation. You have to see what is like why what does he get out of it, right? Like what does he get out of it? Right? I'm not here to say every day is too much. I can say that for me. Like though, every day is too much. Like it's just <laughs> get another hobby. But um yeah. I honestly think that, you know, he is he's searching for something that he's seeing in the porn that is honestly not present in you all's relationship. That it, it may be the fact that, you know, there's something present, not present in you all's relationship that neither one of you all are discussing. So like Dr. Jeff said, y'all may need to have that conversation right where y'all talk about what is it that you want out of your partner that you're not getting that you see on these porn that on this porn that satisfy you. And that drives it home to, or drives it to another issue, right? Like there are, um, and this isn't just in heteronormative relationships, it's also in homosexual relationships and um, in in, in non-binary relationships, right? Where one partner may be nervous and afraid to tell another partner what pleases them because they might think that it, you know... um, uh, um, emasculates them or it takes away from their femininity or it takes away from, you know, their, their, their perceived presence in that, or or their perceived role in that relationship. Right. Like, uh, Jeff, you, 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 be be patient with me. Okay. They're (laughs) heterosexual men who like pegging, right? Like they like for their women to, have dildos and go inside of them with dildos and they get, you know, sexual, uh, they get intimacy from that, right? Like they get uh, a high from that. Some women aren't into that. Some women don't want to use a dildo on their husband or whatever have you, right? Um, And some women may see that as sexual perversion or whatever have you. And so you need to, that's why it's, it's, it's more important that you have those conversations with your partner, right? Like be honest and say, look, these are the things that I enjoy. These are the things that I want. You know, in in homosexual relationships, right? Like it's always perceived that you know the person who is a top, um, that's the person who's the giver, um, and not the person who's the receiver, is always you know down for you know things that we would normally uh, characterize as 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 heteronormative, 
Um, when in fact, you know, there may be some tops out there who like to be penetrated, or there may be some people out there who like trying different things that you wouldn't ordinarily see, um, a, 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 or you wouldn't ordinarily, ordinarily think of a person who's a giver to like, but they actually like. And so that's why you need to have those conversations. And it doesn't take away from your masculinity. It doesn't take away from your femininity or anything like that, or, or your perceived, um, understanding of yourself in that relationship if you express your needs. And if it does take away from your perceived notion of who you are in that relationship, then that ain't the relationship you need to be in. <laughs> it's, it's how we start off the show, right? It's, it's really all about communication. Yeah. Like it really is. It really is communicating what you want, how you feel, what is void in your relationship, and and what your partner is not fulfilling like you have to have those right. conversations like can't read minds like we can't nope. um that used to be one of the biggest one of my biggest frustrations early on in my relationship with my wife she would hold stuff in and like some people say right you should know that i like this how no. the fuck <laughs> do i supposed to know this if you have never told me right or never even gave me a hint at this is what and if you did, yo, I'm telling you, I'm speaking from a heterosexual guy. We miss a lot of those cues. Like, we're not looking for it. So if you're trying to throw hints, we 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 don't see it, right? Like so, you have to you have to voice that. So if you have a problem with your man watching porn, however many times he watch it, you have to talk to him and you have to let him know that it makes you uncomfortable. And while it may, for some, may sound like a smaller, silly thing to like end a relationship over, to me, it's not. Like, I don't think anything's right. too small to end a relationship over if it's something that you personally don't want in your relationship. Now, if he's and, not going to upside your head, then that's, a, that's something else. <laughs> and you need to end that relationship, okay? <laughs> right? So, like, I, I imagine that he'll be willing to, to have a conversation scale back the amount of times he does it um <laughs> she didn't like my initial response like maybe he was just prepping like sometimes you got to get that first one out so maybe that's maybe that's his trick for you like maybe that's a thing but you won't know unless you have a conversation right so you gotta you, you have to talk that is where the advice that this fool is going to give you, you can't make a decision based off of what you perceive to be an issue or a problem with this porn. You have to have a conversation with that man. You have to really understand, is he watching porn every day? Or maybe the history just looked long because he was looking for a particular clip to get him where he needed to be. And that's another thing. <laughs> like, like you can go through, there, there's so many memes out there. Like You can go through a million clips, porn clips, before you find that right one, it's like the Goldilocks zone, right? Like, like this too yeah, much. Yeah, I saw one. It's like, this not enough, but this is just right. I saw another one. It's like, yo, finding the clip takes longer than actually taking care of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like, finding what you're, the one you need at that moment. So, like, maybe that's why his history was hell alone. He's just looking for that perfect one. So you got to have a conversation. So you could it could be once again, it's all about our perception. You have to have a conversation, right? So talk to that man. See exactly now. Have him listen because he has to be honest as well. Like I think for some talking about their porn watching habits is hella uncomfortable and awkward and weird. And he might lie to you. <laughs> Right. And you have to anticipate that and try to really get him to be honest about his porn watching habits to get to the root of it, to see what is fulfilling. And it isn't always about us. Right. Because I know one of those things that she mentioned, right, was it's her fear that he's getting pleasure from somewhere else because she's not sexually satisfying him. Right. Sometimes it's not about you, boo boo. It's not like you could be doing every you can be making his toes curl and he still might watch porn like it, it may not have anything to do with you. But you won't know unless you have a conversation. Yeah. And some people watch porn just so that they can understand their bodies a little bit better. 
and understand what actually gets them off, right? There's nothing wrong with exploring your body on your own. Personal exploration, I would honestly say, is, is one of the best ways to enjoy sex in the first place, is if you explore yourself and know what you actually like so that someone else can do that to you or do that for you or engage in that practice with you so that you can experience that feeling with someone else. And so again, you know, sometimes, as Dr. Jeff said, it's not about you. It is literally about them trying to figure out what it is that makes them tick. Yeah. Yep. And we're going to leave that there. But listeners, you have, you want advice? Go ahead and ask a fool. We will let you know. We're going to give it to you. All right. <laughs> we're going to give it to you. Um, like the porn. A little. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. That's not funny. Well, it is. Bruh. Yeah. Bruh. That was foolish. Girl, that talk was, to that man. Was, he out here jacking off while you ain't home. <laughs> Clearly something going on. Talk to that man. <laughs> Yo. Jack off with that fly, man. <laughs> to be a fly on the wall. Cause I imagine like his expression when he like when that door opened up and you like deer in the headlights. I guarantee it. Guarantee it. Like, like baby, one of the help me get the groceries out the uh, out the out the car. I'm coming. Right, and I'm a Kevin Hart fan, but he's kind of falling off a little bit in stand up because he, right? he he drops too much too quickly. He doesn't give like space and time. Mm-hmm. But one of his funniest jokes is like when soon as your girl leaves, like <laughs> you, and then she come home early. Like come home early. I guarantee you catch her doing some nasty shit, and that's exactly what she did. Grab the she came in, caught him doing some bad. He didn't expect you to be home that early. Oh my right? god! But talk to that man. Talk to that man. Talk to um, him. Don't keep him in the dark. Don't keep him in the dark. Um, as we wrapping up here, man, you got an educator foolish for me? Yeah, man. Uh oh. Yeah, man. Mm, 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 mm. Mm, mm. Actually, you know what? No, we already talked about it. We talked about the Tuska Brown situation. So no, I don't mm-hmm. have an educator to foolish. That was going to be my educated or foolish. Like, yo, this girl is foolish. 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 And we'll end on that note. Thank you again for listening. Like us, follow us, share us. Um, and, man, we back next Monday, like like always. For yep. Educated Fool, I'm Dr. J. And I'm Jarrell. And we out. Peace.